Hello, and welcome to another episode of Heart Empowered Women podcast. I am so excited to have you listening in on a really wonderful conversation. Today's guest is going to be Molly Mandelberg, and she is the founder of Wild Hearts Rise Up, a creator of Your Money Machine, the wild woman's approach to a heart-centered sales funnel. And so as a tech-savvy strategist, Molly supports coaches, healers, and emerging thought leaders to expand their outreach so they can connect with more people and make more money with less time to spend. With the heart of a writer and the brain of an engineer, Molly is uniquely qualified to support her people to not only connect the dots and tackle the tech, but also to craft their deep work into inspiring content and hot copy. She is known for taking the overwhelm out of being a big, exciting projects so that they can be birthed into the world and received by those who need them. Welcome to Heart Empowered Women, Molly. Hi, I'm happy to be here. So much for joining us. So I love this, right? Like this is my absolute favorite topic. I love um, that most of us out in the world are so disempowered by A, money, B, sales and sales funnels and tech. So you're like the goddess of all goddesses who can take (laughs) this, you know, generally uh, pretty techie stuff that takes out most people and come from this empowered place to really inspire and support us. So how did you get started? How has your journey been? Tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, so I have been a nomad for about 11 years now. Um, When I started my business, I wasn't one of those people who had a business plan and like decided to start my own uh, business and go into the world as an entrepreneur. It sort of happened by accident. Um, I won't go into the entire story, but basically I followed my nose through a past life regression therapy workshop to a hypnotherapy certification program and decided that I needed an office if I was going to start practicing this stuff because I was living in a tiny apartment with my boyfriend at the time. And as soon as I found an office space to lease, I decided I should probably have insurance and a business name. And Uh, Within the span of 11 days, I found myself uh, a business owner. And it was after a year of doing hypnotherapy and making a move back to Oregon after a breakup that I started exploring other things. I got kind of tired of putting people in trance, but I was really into being in this conversation of healing and um, growth and transformation and transcending and um, actualizing our lives in the ways that we want to. So I started sort of exploring different ways I could be in business and different ways that I could serve people. And every time I would change my focus, I would develop another online course and a new series of emails and build out just tons of content and automate it as much as possible. And after a while, I had a friend who uh, I sort of had this moment of things aren't working. What should I be doing differently? And asked my friend, like, will you just tell me what I'm good at, please? Because I seem to not be able to figure it out. And she said, you know, that stuff that you keep doing, all that content building, all that, you know, tech automation stuff that you're doing all the time for yourself. We need your help with that. And I didn't believe her. I think usually we overlook our innate talents and gifts because, Mm -hmm. yeah, because we don't believe that that's a value or we think that it's so easy that everyone must understand it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fine, if that is really what I'm supposed to do, I'll give it a shot. And I had the chance to speak to 15 ideal clients the next day. And I changed my speech overnight and made it about that, made it about content development and tech support not tech support so much as um, sales funnels and automation. And I had three people sign up out of those 15 people that were in the room. And that led to three more referrals. And that just sort of steamrolled into being what I'm doing now. So I didn't go to business, didn't go to university for business. I didn't study um, marketing in the traditional sense. I really just dove headfirst into this stuff because I was fascinated by it and then found that it was really fun for me to support people with it. And over the last uh, three and a half years now, that's been what I'm doing. And it's been really fun to support people who are in that transformational space, who are already serving clients and doing healing work and leading movements and help them to get the 
stuff done. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on your podcast. You can. <laughs> I, don't, I help them get the shit done that they wouldn't do otherwise that allows them to broadcast their message on a bigger scale. I love that so much. I kind of want to like recap because what I hear... And again, my intention with this podcast is always, you know, hey, I'm not saying everybody let's hop on being content creators and tech savvy wonder women. My intention is really kind of how can I inspire you to listen in? And while the story may not be the same, but what's that thing that you're inherently good at that you're overlooking as what you're meant to be doing out in the world now or in this moment or in the future. So what I hear here is that, you know, there's this, we're so bogged down with so much clutter of what we think everyone thinks we should be or what society or the American dream said we should be. I love that you took some healing and took healing to a serious level by using multiple mediums, it sounded like, to kind of get clear, like what was your experience of like clearing the chatter so that you were able to like drop into what your purpose is or what you're meant to do? Like, how was that experience for you? Yeah. I mean, I want to answer that two ways, like me diving into hypnotherapy and undergoing my own healing process and like unpacking the trauma that I've experienced in my life and also learning to be in community for the first time, having mentors and guides for the first time to move forward was hugely important. Having my own coaches and then also following my curiosity, being willing to say, okay, this is almost it, but not quite. Where is this trying to guide me to? And always being in that state of question of what's next, what, what, am, what am I being called forward towards and being willing to take action on those things before they were perfect or clear. I think a lot of people put themselves in a holding pattern because they're not sure that this is the thing. And the truth is we cannot find the thing until we're willing to explore all the things that come before it. Um, there's a awesome guy named Tad Hargrave who I collaborated with last year who teaches, um, his business is called marketing for hippies and he teaches something called the niching spiral. And it really is a spiral. You can't go straight from not knowing what you do or who you are to knowing it perfectly and clearly. You have to just take the one step in front of you and that will guide you along this meandering path to the thing you're meant to be doing. And even once you get there, like once I figured out this is my niche or my niche and my target audience, it still continues to evolve. My pricing, my offerings, my, the way I structure my work with my clients, it always continues to evolve, but you can't jump straight to it. You have to be willing to explore your curiosity and take that one step right in front of you. Absolutely. I love that. So powerfully said too. So I hear like what were some of the tools or the the things that you were or found most supportive for you and kind of checking that, right? Because it sounds so easy to say in retrospect, we're like, yeah, just keep going. You don't need to be perfect. It's fine. Try the next best thing. Like what did you find that helped you in those really stuck moments where you were kind of... um yeah, the stuck moments. I was just going to project. I'm like, I'm the perfectionist. That's like, yeah, but I need the like perfectly yeah. clear, like that. I, and then the right. paral- paralysis sets in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what people are going to be thinking. They're listening yeah. to it. So it's good to mm-hmm. voice that. Um, I, there are two main things. One is that I had a group of people who I was getting on the phone with every single week. Mm. And these weren't people that were just friends in my life. They weren't my mom or my best friend from college. They were people who are also building a business similar to mine. They, they serve very different people. They have very different skill sets, but they were also in the beginning stages of their business. And we were holding each other accountable to show up Mm. and share ourselves and say, okay, this is what I'm working on. This is what I want to get towards. It was an accountability system that like you create for your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, that really kept me on track. And in those moments where I was like, I'm going to quit. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of pushing. It's too hard. They were the ones saying, um, number one, don't give up yet. We know this is possible for you. You're right on the edge of it. Like, don't stop. Wait another week before you really quit and get another job. Mm-hmm. And they were also the ones reflecting back to me what they saw in me that I didn't yet see. And because I trusted them, because I had this, you know, camaraderie with them, I chose to believe what they saw in me, even though I couldn't see it yet. And they saw me as a leader and they saw me as someone who, um, who had something to say before I really owned that yet. So community is the biggest thing. Another tool that, um, really changed my life and changed my ability to be in a state of trust and growth and, um, exploration 
on a regular basis was access consciousness, which is another modality that I teach. I call it a side hustle, but it is definitely a part of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, access consciousness is a whole school of thought, similar to law of attraction, but way more practical and um, applicable to our lives. And it's all about asking questions, living in the question and being willing to um, follow the energy of what you're asking for. So when you ask a question, you get present to the energy of possibilities. And then something might pop up in your world, like um, meeting you, Clarice. Yeah. And that matches the energy of what I've been asking for. And so I move in that direction. Yes, I do want to do a podcast with you. I had you on my podcast and that episode should be coming out soon too. Yeah, um, check out for that. What's what's the podcast? Don't, so Tactical it, Magic. There yeah. you go. So check it out. Tactical Doing Magic. Promotion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, but being willing to ask questions and tap into the energy of what you desire and move towards that without having to know all the details. Absolutely. I love that so much. So I'm such a big person on community and how, what was your experience on finding community, right? Because I know um, I'm originally from Pittsburgh and if you would have told me to find community and if I would have been listening to this 10 years ago and been like, yeah, okay, everybody here just likes to do X, Y, and Z and that's not what I'm up to. How would, or what's been your experience of uh, supporting people in finding community? Yeah, uh, I'll back up and say that I have been someone who ran from community for most of my life. It was not safe for me to be seen or known or connected to other people. I had to do some healing on the front end in order to even like be open to that, being seen, being witnessed, being known by other people, being held in that space. Um, So I get that it's not natural for a lot of people, depending on how you grew up, depending on how you were treated in elementary school. I mean, it can be scary to step into. Um, But what first happened for me is I joined a program, um, a business training program that's really about transformation, but it's masked as business. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I started realizing I was surrounded by people who wanted what I wanted. And I hadn't been in that space before. I've had... uh, a lot of years of going to music festivals and being in sort of the hippie space. And they, there's a lot of talk about community, but unless you're really already connected to people, it can be hard to sink into that community. And there's also a lot of party culture there. So it's not super connected a lot of the time. Um, sometimes it can be, but not all the time. Um, and so I started sort of just testing the waters there, getting to know what it's like to, let people see me, let people see me not in my highest moment, like being vulnerable. And then um, I wanted more of that in my life. I was staying in Portland, um, you know, off and on, of course, but I was in Portland for the first couple of years that I was really growing my business. And so I started going to every meetup that seemed like meetup.com is an amazing resource for people, mm-hmm. finding people who are of the right ilk of your, of your kind kindred spirits, you should say, and going to meetups and just exploring who else is, you know, on this level, who else is tapping into more awareness, who else is in the healing journey and what more can I learn from them? And then also just networking Mm -hmm. and finding people who lived in the area that I could have coffee with or go to lunch with and get to know more. And then being willing to follow up and send them messages or call them on the phone and build those relationships and build those connections. And then it started to become obvious I wanted to facilitate that. So I started uh, my own meetup group and had a full moon circle that I led every month. Mm -hmm. I would have a a monthly, uh, it was called Wild Heart Collective, where I would have speakers come and speak to a group of women every month. And those two things started to build more community where I felt like the leader in the group Mm -hmm. uh, or the facilitator of some kind. So it comes in all different forms. You could show up to something where other people in the same vein are going to be there and present and you can connect to them. It could be a transformational space where you're going and actually exploring a new way of tapping into yourself and your consciousness. Um, Or it could be something that you want to facilitate and that you get to build a group of people who you're sort of orchestrating what that space looks like. Yeah, I love that so much. It's a lot of what has been my experience. Um, I definitely am. I I definitely, you know, in my experience kind of just gave up on Pittsburgh. (laughs) Um, And then when I lived in San Diego, I would go to a lot of meetups and there wouldn't be just exactly what I was looking for. But I would kind of get curious and ask people like, hey, what are you up to? Like, what are those big visions and plans that you're working on or that are kind of on the side. And when people had these visions or plans that 
were aligned with what I was saying. It was almost like I, I pulled them out of this group and then we would, I'd be like, but you also need to meet this person that I met in a completely different group. And so I love that same thing. The group isn't maybe exactly what you're looking for, but how can you almost create or pull the people out and create your own and be the demand to have the support that you've actually imagined for yourself. And, you know, this isn't like an overnight process. This could absolutely take some time. Um, and I love to like get committed to just going out and finding it and trying on meetup groups that you may be actually surprised by. I think that's some of the fun actually when you get in there and you're like, Whoa, not what I expected, but okay, cool. This is fun. Um, Brandon Burchard teaches about high performance too. Um, and one of the things he mentions is, you know, if you're trying to strive for something new in your life, find other people who are already doing that. So you may not be trying to build a business. You may be wanting to be better at yoga, or you may be wanting to, um, I don't know, become a speed reader or something. If you surround yourself with people who already know how to do what you're trying to do or who are trying it also, Mm -hmm. that community is going to be an innate thing. It's going to be easier to connect and relate over that topic. And so find people who are doing it or who want to be doing it and Um, mm -hmm. build a relationship with them. And I definitely, this has been my life experience. And if you are listening and need permission, I'm just going to give you that like big old big old flag of permission here. If your parents, if your best friends, like if your closest group of people don't get your vision or they don't understand what you want to create, or maybe they like put it down or tell you like, it's not possible or like, why would you want to do that? Or you're anything like me and have a dad that's like, just get a nine to five already. You know, you're getting old. Like, it's not about forcing them to get it. It's not about needing them to understand. It's not about like, because they're not doing it, then you shouldn't either. Like let them be your friends and your family and love you in other ways. And, you know, I, for the longest time thought that I had enough friends and I had no space for more friends and that they were all I needed but please give yourself the permission to reach out and start to find people that are talking about the things that you want to talk about or creating the things that you want to create. Exactly what Molly was saying, because it makes the world of a difference. It takes the tension out of your relationships with the people that you really want to get it. It stops like this like holding pattern, like you were saying, it stops you from like not doing what you want to do because nobody else believes in it and you don't even need the validation or permission anymore from these people. So if that's where you're at, please, um, you know, let them just be your friends and family and like challenge yourself to meet one person even, um, and put them in your rotation to get supported by. Yeah. And I would take that another step further and say, if you have something that's close to your heart and it's a vision or a dream that those people might shoot down, just don't tell them about it yet. Wait until it's more formed um, to like share it with them. Because when the ideas we have are in a gestation phase or like a, a infancy, it can be really hard to continue pursuing it if somebody tells you it's a bad idea. So be wary of who you share your magical insights with and find people who can receive them and support you in that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So good. I love this. This is like, you know, I share this from like, this is my life experience and, you know, this is how my journey has been. And also to bring on Molly to share hers so that you can hear there's other ways, there's other possibilities. There's so much you may not know of or may not have had people talk about. And that's, I just want to congratulate you and honor you for finding a podcast. Maybe this is the only form of inspiration you're getting to push through the project or thing that you want to create. So thanks for doing that for yourself. And um, please check out Molly's Practical Magic. It's incredible. Tactical Magic. Um, (laughs) Can you share with us more? Where where do we find you? How do we get more involved? You're an amazing human being. We've got a website to get to people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Tactical Magic Podcast is on pretty much every podcast platform out there. Wildheartsriseup.com is my website. And um, there's a quiz on there called the Thought Leaders Quiz, which will yes. Yeah. Help you discover what level of thought leadership you're at right now and also tell you who your arch nemesis is and how to defeat them. It's pretty fun. How fun is that? Yeah. I also teach people how to make quizzes like that as a a free gift sort of lead generating thing. Um, But it's really fun to interact with. It's one of my favorite things I've created. Um, And then, yeah, wildheartsriseup.com slash YouTube. You can see some marketing videos and some uh, van build van adventure journeys. If you're into that nomad lifestyle stuff. Amazing. Amazing. So let's start with a thought leader. So who would want to use this quiz? What would they get out of it? Like, what are we, what are we doing with this thought leader quiz? Yeah, it's, it's designed for, uh, like warrior goddess entrepreneurs. I target my marketing mostly towards women who are growing either healing or coaching business or who aspire to be thought leaders. And a thought leader is really someone who is leading others to think a different way who is changing people's perspective on their worlds by sharing information and sharing their point of view and giving them something new to think about. Um, So I know not everybody wants to call themselves a coach or identifies as a healer, but if you're trying to broadcast a message or share your mission or build your movement, then um, this quiz will help you see where you're at right now and give you some action steps as far as how to move forward into the next level of that leadership. And it's kind of fun because it's uh, the end points are based on some of the cards from the major arcane of the tarot. So there's a little bit of magic and woo in there too, which is- I love it. Yeah, I'm into that stuff. Yeah, and thanks for pointing that out. I always like to- you know, I get to this point where I'm like, oh, I'm sure people roll their eyes every time they hear, you know, empowered or woo or magic or tarot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's a different language, but it's it's all the same, right? We all believe in something and it all takes many different forms. And, you know, it's kind of whether it's the tarot deck or the Bible or mass or the yoga mat, right? Like whatever you believe in, it's really just a call forward to kind of tap into that higher power, the universe, God, um, and really allow yourself to, you know, get out of your head and, and surrender to something bigger. And so thank you so much for using this modality and this magic and this belief to really, um, stand for people everywhere. And I love this. So check out the quiz. Um, you can find it on her website, right? Yep. It's all over the website or you can go to wildheartsriseup.com slash Q U I Z R. You could go to slash quiz, but slash quiz R is the newer version. Oh, all right. An upgrade. Awesome. Awesome. So the other piece, so go check out that quiz, go check out what kind of thought leader you are. It's, I did it. It's ton of fun. It's really enjoyable. And then you can connect with Molly after she can discuss what you came up with and how, you know, you can expand and learn more about that experience as well. Molly is incredible, very down to earth, can speak. I almost, I always say speak both languages, right? So if you need the business language, she's got it. If you like the woo woo, she can do it. If you want to incorporate both, she's very grounded in both. It's amazing. Um, So, you know, really give yourself the opportunity and the gift to be able to connect with her if you are interested. And so the next piece I'm really curious about, we touched on and has completely flown out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, So... We talked a lot about curiosity. So I'm curious on your fundamental belief that curiosity is key. Can you expand on that a little more? Yeah, I mean, curiosity is when we're willing to look at uh, what we're interested in, what's sort of poking at us and tapping us on the shoulder and follow that um, kind of like Alice in Wonderland, follow that until we see what it becomes. If I hadn't been willing to follow my curiosity, I would not... A, I would not still be in business right now. And B, I would not be doing something that I love. I think the path to finding what you're really on this earth to be doing is that you're willing to follow that sort of tap, that Mm -hmm. inner voice guiding you forward. Um, And then also curiosity is being willing to ask a question. What do I want to do today? What, What does my business require of me right now? 
who do I want to speak with or to, um, you know, what would be fun to create next? Just being willing to ask questions of ourselves and see what comes up. That's what curiosity is all about. I love that so much. Thanks for giving um, examples because I think sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, follow our, like, follow our curiosity. And then we're like, what does that even look like? Um, I, I know that there's a period where I've been like very curious as to, you know, how do you gain a higher power? Like, how do you strengthen your relationship to a higher power? What does this look like? And, you know, you can ask this type of, um, you can ask someone in the church realm that believes in, you know, a God or someone with a Buddhist belief. And they're, it's really about asking questions and getting curious. So thanks for giving those as an example. So how can you practice asking yourself those? And I'm a huge fan and believer in journaling. Oh yeah. If I ask myself those questions, the next shiny object can absolutely deter me from answering them. And then you wander off into space and are just kind of like, Oh wait, what was I asking 25 minutes ago? Yeah. I think it's also, you don't necessarily have to answer those questions all the time. Like you can ask yourself questions and then just get present to what comes up energetically. Um, but yeah, journaling is an amazing way to remind yourself to get into inquiry. I write in the morning before I get out of bed and I write at night before I fall asleep also in bed just to a unload all my thoughts and B, um, you know, practice gratitude, but also to ask myself questions like universe, show me something beautiful today. That's sort of a demand of the universe to get to bring more magic into your life or who am I today and what grand and glorious adventures will I be having or creating? It's sort of like freeing you up to not have to be who you were yesterday, but maybe allow you to continually evolve. Those are both access consciousness questions, by the way, which is, I know I was like, wow, where did you come up with these questions? These are incredible. Yeah. Accessconsciousness.com. There's podcasts, YouTube videos, so many classes all over the world from access consciousness. If this is poking at you at all, I would, I would explore it because I found it via some random Facebook video somebody was making that mentioned it. And then I had to just go deeper into learning about it, but it's life-changing stuff. If it, if it interests you at all. Yeah. I'm peaked. So if you're peaked, check it out. <laughs> consciousness. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Right. I, this is so good. I never think to ask. I had someone, um, I went on a hike. I went on a convention and I, um, mentioned journaling and I had a gal that was like, yeah, I spent $40 on a beautiful journal and I continue to open up and I never know what to write. And it never dawned on me, right? Because I, I hold space all day for my clients. So by the end of the day, I have so much I want to say because I've been quiet and listening all day um, that I'm just like all over my journal. And I love that you give these examples because it never dawned on me that someone might be stuck. And I think the same thing I want to say, I said to her that I want to say here is that if you don't know what to write, start with, I don't know what to write. Half the time, I'm always like, wow. I have so much to write. I don't even know where to start. Right. And it's almost like if you're a painter and you have a blank canvas, the white canvas is so much more intimidating than if you were to just throw yellow on it or like light blue. Um, Yeah. And buy an uglier journal. I mean, if it's it's a pretty (laughs) journal and you don't want to ruin it, buy something sloppy. So you're not going to ruin it. I use the ugliest notebooks. Like amazing. I don't even like lined paper anymore. I just go with like sketchbooks and write in those because that's even more free form. I, I love that. That's my next step. I keep, uh, I've got these big old honking ones that are like two and a half inches big and I've had them for 10 years each. Well, this last one's been only two years, but I, I love that. How can you challenge yourself if you don't want to color inside the lines, grab a piece of blank, you know, yeah. writ, uh, journals. Or something um, you've already like spilled coffee on, right on that, right on a napkin, right on whatever you have mm-hmm. to write on to get writing. I'll also want to add one more thing here in yeah. case there is anyone out there who's building a business and has to write emails or write copy. If you're having a hard time writing something for your business, marketing copy or content or whatever, take it off of the internet. Take it out of a software, never write into your autoresponder, write into a document or write by hand because it actually is a different part of your brain that's turned on when you're looking at a computer screen 
than when you're looking at a piece of paper. So that can free you up a little bit too. If you're trying to journal into your computer, that might be what's stopping you. (laughs) I love that, right? Because I was just going to say, you know, if you have, you know, a resistance to writing, you could do the notes in your phone. But I love the, the reverse too. And I love that you're able to really think about, you know, the effects that it has. I think that writing, I'm not, I will never say that I'm a writer in the sense like I'm grammatically working on those kind of things, but I, I, uh, I love just the cathartic feeling of writing anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And giving yourself the space. I mean, I've pulled myself out of a serious depression before just by having a gratitude list every day, just by writing down 10 things I was grateful for every single day and feeling the gratitude for each one of those things. It changed my brain. It changed my reality. So it's useful to take the time to do that. Um, And I wanted to say one more about that, like just the idea of not being a writer. Number one, most writers are not very good at grammar or punctuation. Mm -hmm. My mom's been a writer for for over 40 years and a successful one. And she teaches writing now as well. Um, But she says that the only thing you have to do to qualify as a writer is to feel guilty about not writing. So it doesn't matter if you write a word your entire <laughs> life. If you feel bad about not writing, then you're a writer. And I, I say, if you I feel bad it. about writing and you're a writer, then you might as well write something at that point. Oh yeah. It's great. I am, I am in the middle of writing my own book and I've just been like free, like conscious writing and just like flowing. And I just get down and I'm just like, Oh, all those juicy run on sentences is going to either make someone so happy to edit later or like absolutely love me. Yeah. But if there's energy behind them, sometimes they really work. Good. So good. So that's definitely, thank you so much for that. I am going to hang on to that for the next time I sit down and write. Um, Awesome. So I would love to go and spend the next 20 some minutes on kind of the business end of it. Um, So the sales funnels, the tech savvy stuff that we want to jump into. So if someone, you know, what's some of the things that you spend a lot of time working and supporting others in and, you know, what's your juiciest favorite thing to really, you know, help someone work on? Yeah, um, man, that's a broad question, but I'll try and (laughs) tackle some of it. Um, (laughs) I had a really um, good one, still can't recover. I'm like, man, what the heck was it? It's gone, but it's fine. (laughs) That's okay. Um, (laughs) There's just so many different things that I help people with. So it's kind of hard to narrow down what I want to say right now. But um, number one is taking things off of your to-do list and putting them on your done list. So I'm a big uh, advocate for batching creative output. If you're going to sit down and write an email for your email list or you're going to sit down and, um, you know, create a piece of content or a social media post, why not sit down and once you get into that zone, write four or five or ten of them instead of trying to get yourself into that creative headspace every single day. Why not do it once every week or every month and batch your creative output and then recognize that there are tools to deliver that stuff over time. So I'll sit down and write 12 social media posts or six emails for my nurture sequence, which I call a tip sequence. And then I'll go put them into the software. Again, I'm separating the software and the creation time. I'm always writing into a blank document because I don't want things to get deleted when I create them, which can happen when you're in a software. And also the software is turning on your left brain and that's not where your creative juices come from. Um, So sit down and write a bunch of things, get into the zone, start just brainstorming and let the brainstorming turn into more beautiful stuff and magic that will free you up for having it to be profound every single time you can sort of hit and miss and hit and miss and then just pull the good stuff out later. But then I use something like hootsuite.com to schedule social media posts out onto many platforms, Facebook groups, Facebook um, business page, LinkedIn, Instagram. Mostly I'm doing Instagram um, live right now because I'm taking a different tack than business. But uh, Twitter, Tumblr, whatever platforms you want to be showing up on, you could set that stuff up in advance and have it be going out over time with something like Hootsuite. Uh, An alternative to Hootsuite is Later or Meet Edgar. Those are a couple other softwares that do the social media scheduling. Um, And then with emails, I go in and I put those emails out that go on my nurture sequence every two to four weeks or one to two weeks, sorry. 
So if I sit down and write four emails, I don't have to write another email for two months. And my people are hearing from me and receiving juicy content from me and um, being followed up with. And I'm building that relationship with them over time. And I don't have to keep sitting there and thinking, what am I going to send to them now? And the beauty of that is, um, yeah, it sort of becomes an effortless process to build that connection with your people. And that's the most important thing to do. Um, I, I talk about relationship marketing. So how can we contribute and how can we make front end free offerings that don't give the whole show away, but that position you as an expert that really do contribute to people's worlds that give them a new perspective, that teach them something they didn't already know. And that lead them back to you if they're ready to finally get support. Um, so building out that front end content is huge. People put, uh, websites on a pedestal, like they have to have a website before they can be open for business. I think that's not true. What I do think is important is to have a way for people to join your list. So even if you just have a homepage that has a way for someone to join your list and start receiving regular, uh, content from you, that is way more important in my opinion than having a full fledged website. So if you've been putting business off because you think your website's not done yet and you're not ready uh let's just bust that myth really quick chop chop yeah and also people think that the website needs to be all about them and their business and i think it does in a little a little bit of it does but the website is much more in my opinion an opportunity for um writing a love letter to your people what do you know about them what are they really wanting and desiring and how can you speak directly to that and then tell them a little bit about you after you've already sung the song to them. Um, so if you've been putting off creating your website because you don't know what to say, start by just writing a love letter to your people and see what comes out because that's the, that's the juiciest copy in my opinion. I love that so much. I yeah. think that that's... Um... I think that's huge. Thanks so much for sharing those pearls of wisdom because I, I've experienced a lot of them personally and I hear a lot of conversation with the people that I client and the individuals that I have, I'm friends with that want to create a business. Um, if you're, what is the direction that you would point someone who's taking a beautiful idea and just starting a business as to like where to start? They figured out this is their thing they're curious about. They want to follow this breadcrumb. What's their first best action in your experience? Um, yeah. I mean, it really depends on what they're curious about. Like, are they building a, a product that they need to sell? Then I would mm -hmm. look at, you know, what platforms are selling products? What could make that easier? Is it a service that they want to offer? Who's already offering that? I would say go into research mode and see who's already doing what you want to do successfully. And how can you model your business after their business model to also be successful? What are they offering? And not to say that you need to go out and copy other people's offerings, but the first phase of starting a business is really research and data collection of what's out there, what's working, who is my competition, and what, what do I do differently than them that my people will resonate with more? Um, and move in that direction. I don't necessarily serve people who are just starting out in that sphere so much. I yeah. mostly work with people who already um, kind of know who their people are and what mm -hmm. they want to be talking about. And I help them really just craft it into a diamond of, of the rough so that they can be found by their people more easily. But um, uh, one of the things I did when I started my business as a healer and sort of wanting to step into more of the coaching space was I went to a place called Thrive Academy in California. And I can give you guys a link to that. It's a bit.ly link, bit.ly slash Thrive Academy Summit. And they have a free introductory weekend. Well, it, it has a seat deposit that you get back when you show up. But that was hugely life-changing, both in learning new business skills of how to talk about what I do, how to price my services, but also how to have community of people who are also building businesses like mine. That was my first uh, step into real community in my life. Mm. Thank you so much for that. So many really good resources. Again, Thrive Academy, and we can create a link to that in the uh, website as well. Um, so let's talk about your clientele then. So someone that already knows what they're doing, so that they already know what they want to be out in the world. They just need the support or desire the support to kind of refine and get clear on how they want to be more visible. 
what yeah. is the processes that you take them through or what is the, where do they go from here? Yeah, totally. So my people generally are wanting to have a webinar or to finally create an online course or to do their first workshop or to just be broadcasting their unique message out into the world in a bigger way so that they can have more clients show up, more consultations booked on their calendar. Um, I help them to figure out what are those words and where do we need to put them? So whether that's building out more social media posts and automating them, like I just said on Hootsuite, or whether that's actually writing out their webinar and creating the slide deck for it and making sure that it's juicy and hot and leads to the next thing. That next thing might be a course. It might be a live event. It might be a program. It might be simply a consultation that they invite people to join. I also help people make sure they have their scheduler set up so that when you put a sexy post on Facebook and you say, Hey, would anybody like to get on the phone with me? You don't have to go into a messaging thread with 20 people trying to figure out times that you can um, connect with them. They can simply click a button, schedule themselves onto your scheduler. That's one of the first tools I want to make sure that my clients have is some way for people to automatically schedule themselves, receive reminder emails about when that call is happening and um, even be followed up with after the fact, if they need to. I, uh, I preach acuityscheduling.com. I'm sure there are other resources out there, but acuity is my favorite one that I use because it does all the things. Um, and it even allows you to automatically charge people if it's a paid consultation or a paid session or a paid VIP day. And you can even book, um, you know, recurring workshops and stuff like that through that software. Um, and email automation. I mean, so many people are building a business and even having huge social media followings and they're not focusing on list building and they're not even emailing their people once they're on a list. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes. I know people are inundated in their inboxes right now and that it's um, difficult for people to uh, want to send an email when they know how harsh it is sometimes to receive an email when you have 30 of them all the time. Um, and I still think that it's the one way to build a relationship with a person and stay connected. Even if they're following you on Instagram, even if they're following you on YouTube, even if they're a fan of your page on Facebook, it's the one way you can actually show up and, um, offer them new ideas on a regular basis and know that they're going to get it. Um, and yeah, also just making sure that we don't email too much. I know some people who email two or three times a day still. And when I receive those, uh, I, I unsubscribe unless they're a good friend of mine. And if they're a good friend of mine, I still throw them in the promo folder because it's just too often. Um, mm-hmm. So I email at most twice a week. If I'm really launching something, it'll be three times a week, but mostly it's once a week or once every other week, depending on where people are in my list. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I think that there's, it's so funny because as you were talking about it, I already heard all of my, my resistance and all of my like, oh my gosh, I can't open another promotional email. Yeah. And it, I am like, oh man, I, I have a disempowered relationship to email. Well, that's the other thing too, is you're expecting promotional emails and that everyone who's e- emailing you is sending promotional emails. And that's where we can actually stand out. I, my entire n- nurture sequence, there are maybe uh, out of 60 emails that it's up to right now, which is ridiculous, that go out every one or two weeks for a year or two, that only a handful of them invite a call to action. For the most part, the emails I'm sending out are really about contributing. Here's an idea. Here's something that inspired me. Here's a story you can listen to. Here's all these different things that are really just a contribution and they're not about selling anything at all. And that means when I do go to sell a program or launch a new course or whatever, they've already been receiving just yumminess from me. So it's not a it's not a huge lean out when they see something that's actually for sale. And this is something I call the energetic bank account. Like if we make enough deposits, then we're allowed to make a withdrawal. If all you're doing is trying to withdraw money from the energetic bank account and you haven't contributed, then it's empty. There's nothing for you to take. There's no one, no one's going to receive your invitation because they're not, they have only seen asks from you, not contributions. Um, So that's something to pay attention to. I love that. And I love that you've, 
you've taken this like old, this classic conversation that I've heard many, many years ago and here every year. It was like, how do you provide your people value? And it's yeah. all about generating value. So they hold you as someone who is valuable. Right. And it could look like a podcast. It could look like a YouTube channel. It could yeah. look a lot of different ways. But I would and still I, email them the link to that next podcast. I love that. That's exactly what I, it really just kind of clicked. So how can you hear in what Molly's talking about? Like, how can you hear that by just sharing the insights that you have, right? Like, and in every day, in every moment, you're learning and expanding your consciousness and, and having these pearls of wisdom kind of just like downloaded. And instead of just taking that download and keeping it for yourself, you know, how do you share that? Maybe there's other people that could use that download or that that download could lead to their next crumb or, you know, step. And that that actually gets to be the value. Like that actually can be the thing that you can generate and gift to others in this energetic bank account. Thanks for yeah. putting that in a different light because I think that that's what it is, right? Like it's, if we use the same language every day, everywhere, we may get the same results or may be like, oh, we know all these things. But when you start to change the language, it really gives you access to like an insight or perspective that you didn't actually know before. Yeah. So I think that that's so, so, so valuable and so important um, to reframe and kind of underscore. Yeah. There's one other concern that usually comes up when I talk about this too, is um, how do I create that much content and give that much away for free without... Um, giving too much away. People are concerned that if they do that nurturing and they give that content that then people won't need to hire them. And the one distinction to keep in mind is the difference between how to think about something and how to do it. So when you create that free content, you want to tell people why this idea is important. You want to give them a perspective, maybe a metaphor or a story to make the concept compute to make it understandable, but you never go through all the steps of how to do it. The how to do it is what happens when they hire you. So why it's important, not how to do it. And you can give them the one step to start on, like go make a gratitude list or, you know, start journaling in paper instead of on your computer. Um, the first step is okay to share, but the whole process is what you reserve. And that's how you keep from giving the whole show away. And I love that too, because as an accountability coach, and I know we've talked a lot about accountability, it's really um, no different than a book, right? Like you can be so inspired reading a book and whether it takes you a day, a week, a month, right? As soon as you put that book down, it's kind of like the thing of the past. You can be like, I'm totally going to start waking up every day and meditate and journaling <laughs> and do all this stuff because Molly said so. And <laughs> you may listen to this podcast and do it the next day, but it's the accountability and the structure to actually keep and create the momentum to make these long lasting behaviors and make these, you know, transformations so that you're um, creating a different future for yourself. As if exactly. You exactly. And that's why it's important to get support. Even if you're guiding others to also have people who are guiding you and to have mentors and coaches along the ways to make sure you follow through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, if you're selling a service or maybe if you are selling tech and I'm, I don't know, cause this isn't my wheelhouse. So I'm going to not pretend like I know, but mm-hmm. you're essentially creating that accountability. Like you are the accountability yeah. and that's what you're providing and showing up as. And that's what people are paying you for. Yeah. And the unsticking, you know, if there's something you don't know how to do, then your coach, mentor, guide, support system will help you figure that out. There's a quote that I butcher probably every time, but it relates to what we're talking about is like, if your mind is the very thing that got you stuck, it's really hard to rely on your own mind to kind of get you unstuck. And it's exactly what you're saying is that the support of any kind is what will support you in getting out of your stuckness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So is there, there's so many support systems there's so many tools resources mediums what would you say is your in your experience your first or best two best 
go to um, support system to kind of empower, right? Like, is it grab a therapist first, start there? Is it start with a coach? You know, like what in your experience and then what do you kind of work with your clients around empowering first? I mean, it really depends on what someone's struggling with. Like what's the thing that's keeping you up at night? If it's something internal and something you really need help processing, then yeah, get a therapist. If it's something you're trying to achieve and take action on, get a coach. If it's something you think you could stay motivated in doing, take a course online. I mean, there's so many resources out there. Um, It really depends on what someone is actually facing and wanting to explore and tackle. And also like, I love selling my programs and courses to people and selling my services, but there's so much material out there. If you're not sure enough yet, if you're interested in something, go digest some free content about it and see if that's something you actually want to pursue. But also know that most of the free content out there isn't designed to give you the step-by-step thing. It's designed to lead you to something that will, um, that you can invest in. And on the topic of investing, the, some of the hugest transformations in my life in business and personal growth have been when I was willing to invest in myself. There's an energetic exchange that happens when we do spend money, not because it's about the money, but because it's about us saying yes with an energetic, like exclamation point. Yes, I'm doing this. Yes. I mean it. Yes. I'm in, I want it. I'm after it. That, um, that alone, that, uh, opportunity to invest in yourself and see what happens, what changes, how you show up differently when money's on the, on the table. Um, that can be a game changer as well. And it has been for me. I, I love that. I always use that with my clients too, right? Like you can go and get the 24 hour fitness gym membership for 24 24- dollars a month or you could you know start going to yoga for 180 dollars a month and you know it's you're less likely to skip a couple more yoga classes when you know you have 180 dollars on the line than right. you are if you only have 25 dollars to 24 hours because who cares game. yeah yeah and game. i love that it's the skin in the game and it's also this total like i am worth 189 dollars worth of investment because yes, my, you are. mine and my body is you know, my temple, right. Um, thank you so much. There's so much value that you've produced today. I am so grateful that we connected and we were able to, you know, get on each other's podcasts and really impart some wisdom on some beautiful and powerhouse individuals that are listening. Thank you so much for joining us again for If those of you that are interested in connecting with Molly, please find her on her website. And it is Wild Hearts Rising Up. So check it out. Wildheartsriseup.com. Wild Hearts. I am so excited that I just trip all over my tongue. So (laughs) Wild Hearts Rise Up. She's got the quiz. Wildheartsriseup.com forward slash quiz R for the newest release. (laughs) Check out her My Thought Leader quiz and her and what she's up to and how to get involved, get some of her juicy emails that she produces and we'll politely put it in your inbox less frequently than all the others with tons of value. (laughs) Thank you again. It's been such an honor. Again, my name is Clarice Connolly and you can find me at heartempoweredwomen.coach and I look forward to having you on again in the future and having you listen. All of you wonderful, beautiful listeners, thank you for your time and go take some action. Whatever that next best step was that you heard in our podcast today, go do and be that. Hey. All right.